Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today, I'm taking a deep dive with my mate, Sam Brown, into some big conversations. We're going to do this over a series of a few weeks where we talk about different topics and really go deep into the conversation around accepting that it's time to change. So many of us know that we need to change, but it's like we know, but we don't fully accept it. And so we fight it. We fight the body giving us the signs and the universe giving us the signs that it's time to change. And we just don't listen until finally we get beaten over the head and realize that, okay, I've really got to do something about this. But it can take a long time to get there, right? I just wanted to read out a couple of the people in my graduates group. I asked them this question, you know, how did you know when it was time to change? And I wanted to read a couple of these out. Jacinta said, looking back, I knew it was time to change over 10 years ago. Before then, I certainly had many disastrous nights of drinking, blacking out, etc. But I remember about 12 years ago realizing I needed to change because my drinking was impacting on my parenting. I began searching the internet for online forums and resources to help me stop drinking, but I was petrified I'd be discovered and I felt so ashamed. Since that time, I've had short periods of abstinence, but I refused to accept that I needed to stop drinking forever until more recently. Thanks to you, Danny, (laughs) and the How I Quit Alcohol Challenge. I think ultimately the daily self-hatred, anxiety, shame, guilt, and poor role modeling for my daughters won out in the end. It's now been seven months of feeling free and bloody awesome. That's amazing, Jacinta. And then Michelle French, who everyone listening to this will remember Michelle's amazing podcast episode a few weeks ago, Michelle from King Lake. She said that I got to the point where I could no longer ignore the impact drinking was having on my health. I had fatty liver. My knees were in a world of pain. I was overweight. And I knew the only way I would not die of alcohol-related diseases was by stopping pretty simple, really. Yeah. And then Catherine said, I realized that I was drinking so heavily in a strange attempt to cause medical intervention as it seemed the only way to get help. 
that I found your program on a Wednesday, started on the Friday and haven't looked back. I too had known I needed help for about five years. So, you know, it's this whole conversation with Sam Brown is going to be about exactly that, realizing it's time to change and accepting, allowing and embracing change. So without further ado, here it is. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the Zoom room on this very special midweek Wednesday edition of How I Quit Alcohol, I'm joined by my good mate, Sam Brown. Sam Brown, who many of you will already know from she's been on this podcast previously and a lot of people I work with also work with Sam. Sam's a just incredible breathwork meditation and yoga facilitator. She is just so amazing, just so amazing. And I'm just so happy to share this space with you, Sam. We're going to do a whole series of chats together. We're going to do some deep, deep dives into some deep, deep conversations. So welcome, Sam Brown. How are you? I'm great, Danny. Thanks for having me and super excited to uh, dive deep into some of these topics. Yeah, super yummy and super juicy. So uh... I know, I love it so much. The reason I kind of wanted to do this was, well, for one, because, you know, sometimes in the podcast we'll touch on something like I might talk about self-love for a moment with someone, but it's it's only a moment and I don't get to have like a whole conversation around a specific topic. And I thought, who better than to do it with you? I've just come off of your seven-day um, seven um, somatic experiencing with the breath work, which was just amazing, that somatic release. Oh, my God, it was phenomenal. But I loved at the start of each session you do a great, you know, a beautiful talk on, on all sorts of things, um, which is really relevant, I guess, as well into this kind of whole healing journey that we're all on and it's so relevant to with the sobriety movement of, you know, in recovery, having these kind of big conversations. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Danny. I think that's why I, you know, I love teaching breath work. I love teaching meditation, but for me, really the gem is in, and the wisdom is in kind of the understanding of why we do what we do as well. So you can have these practices in place, which have phenomenal you know but if you mm. don't understand why you're doing what you're doing it's really hard to break the pattern so mm. I like to just kind of the last seven days was really about letting go so I really wanted to break down like where do we hold on why do we hold on what does holding on look like how does it feel in the body so you don't only get that physical aspect of the release through the breath work you kind of get you know most of us like an intellectual uh, understanding of things as well so it doesn't feel too woo woo so I really like to combine you know those two aspects together so you really know what you're doing why you're doing it the effects that it has how you got to the place where you are so it all starts mm -hmm. to make sense. Absolutely. And it does. And I, I must say, I've done probably three or four of your um, breath courses so far. And this was by far the, the the most transformational one for me or the one that I got the most out of. And I get a lot out of all of them. But this one, I really had that sense of just 
letting go. And it was the kind of breath work that I'm not that fond of. It was similar to the Wim Hof breathing where you take the big gulps of air in and, and then just kind of let go and in, and you get quite over oxygenated and it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah. And as you know, like when we've worked together, I'm like, no, I hate that one, Sam, don't do that. You know? And this time I thought, no, I'm doing this. I'm going all in and I'm just going to accept what shows up and accept the fear that shows up. Cause it's really fear, isn't it? That's stopping us from going for something. Absolutely. And resistance is your greatest teacher. So wherever that resistance is showing up is where there's actually something to be learned. So that's what resistance is. It's like it, it, it comes at you, it's in front of you and you feel it in the body, you see it in the mind and it's it's the teacher. So most of us run away from that resistance. We try to avoid it or we like, oh, I don't like this, I don't want to do that, that's not for me. You know, how many times said he said, oh, that's not for me or I'm this kind of person. It's just like, no, that's actually not true. That's just the story in the mind. So when you can go beyond where that resistance lies past that fear is where the growth, the expansion start to happen. So we've got to welcome those bits of resistance and accept them. And instead of pushing them away, we meet them with an open heart. So we move through them instead of pushing them back and holding them there. We, we welcome it. We're like, okay, what's, what's this lesson Mm. for us? You know, what's here to learn? It's really funny because one of the days, I think it was about day three or day four, I mean, and I shared this with the group afterwards when we'd finished, but it was like I could see these two parts of me showing up when we're doing this kind of, we're doing this breath work. And there was this part of me that was scared and was saying, no, no, don't just stop, just stop, just turn off the camera and stop. No one will know. You know, it was really trying to get me to stop. And then there was this other part of me that was like my cheerleader and the cheerleader was going, go, Danny, you go, you go, you got this, you could do it. And it was like I could literally, I could turn to face one and the fear part was going, come on, just fuck it, fuck this, fuck this. This is, you know, fuck it. And then the cheerleader, then I'm turning around and looking at the cheerleader almost like, go, Danny, go, go, go. And so I kind of had to let fear show up, like fear was there and showed up, but I had to sort of say to fear, it's okay, I've got this and I'm going to go with the cheerleader for now, Um, which is sort of very much the IFS model, you know, internal family systems working with your parts. But and I'm, I'm into that too. So I just thought, go with the cheerleader. And I did. And I let fear kind of, I still let fear know I've got, you know, I'm, I'm seeing you, I'm hearing you, I'm still yeah. here with you, but I'm going with cheerleader now. And I just accepted and went with it. And oh my God, it was amazing. I think there was tears and snot and all sorts of stuff. And oh, so um, good. that's where the breakthrough comes from. And it's, yeah. it's really amazing that you acknowledge those two parts of yourself because a lot of the time, most of we all have those two parts. And I too had an amazing experience with something very similar. And it's something very similar that Eckhart Tolle talks about is what his breakthrough moment was. So for me, I was kind of, I was in the shower and I was about to turn up for this huge meeting with Maya and I was really nervous and I looked down at my skin and I noticed I had a rash on my skin and I was like, oh my God, that stupid massage therapist, she must have been contaminated and look at the rash she's got. And all of a sudden I could see that voice and then I could see someone else inside of me and one of them was saying, hey, chill, relax. And the other one was going off in this like rage. And all of a sudden the question popped into my mind. It was like, who are you? And it was like, well, who are you? And I could see that there was two aspects of myself. There was mm-hmm. the fighter. There was the aggressor, the one who was like always looking for everything that was wrong in the world. And there was this subtle softness of someone else. And I kind of looked and went, well, which one is really me? Mm-hmm. And then in that moment, it's the ego. It just crumbled down to pieces. And that 
protector part of me that, you know, thought it was protecting myself and, you know, getting all angry and frustrated and, you know, I know what's right. That just all dropped away and what evolved and what come out of that was the the real me. So it was like there is these two aspects of ourself. One is the ego and one is the true self. And a lot of the time we're listening to that, you know, that one that thinks it's got our back, but, you know, a lot of the time it's just trying to, it's trying to stay in control of us. Um, I think sometimes the parts that show up, they they are just trying to protect as well. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with Richard Schwartz, Dick Schwartz, his stuff on internal family systems. He's got an amazing book called No Bad Parts. So if anyone listening um, is interested in reading a bit about parts and how they show up, it's such an amazing book. And it's so true. Like this, sometimes we've got hundreds of parts. It's very Sybil. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that movie Sybil where there's, yeah, so actually I shouldn't laugh about that. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. But and then we do have our kind of the, um, our adult self is the one that needs to be in control, you know, and like you say, and the, let the other things kind of crumble down. It's yeah. pretty amazing. It's and amazing it's stuff. because it's that, you know, the ego is there is it's, kind of becomes our protector so if you know if we've Mm. been hurt in the past if we've had bad Mm. experiences if we've got trauma you know we we build this armor around ourselves to protect us and that's what the ego starts to become it becomes our protector it's like you know I'll protect you and carry you through and it's you know it's may have done a great job up until this moment but there comes a point in time in our life like for me it was like wow is this really how I want to live is this holding me back from life or is this protecting me and I could just see mm. you know if you're going at the world with anger and frustration and fear you're really being held back from the truth of you know the beauty of life so you know if we can acknowledge that that fear comes up and we can acknowledge it and be with it as you said but also just realize that you know the mind does play tricks on us not every story in the mind is true so you want to you want to be with what's coming up, but you also want to be open to experience, you know, what's beyond that, you know, if that, mm. if that story wasn't there, what would exist? Or if that, you know, that belief that I've got in the mind wasn't there, what would be beyond that? Absolutely. Yeah. So true. Well, one of the things you just said then that kind of fear holds us back so much, and it is in oftentimes is trying to be a protector, um, but it's holding us back from kind of changing and allowing change to take place. And this is one of the things we wanted to talk about today was that embracing change or accepting that, you know, my life's become fucked. It's a shit show and I need to make, I need to make some changes. So I guess fear is the one thing really, isn't it, Sam, that holds us back from making changes and not going with the cheerleader, but staying sometimes stuck with fear because it feels comfortable to stay in those old patterns. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the greatest trap is that we get comfortable in the uncomfortable and we don't want to make those changes because it just, it's, you know, as uncomfortable as it may feel, it's the familiar and the unfamiliar is sometimes more um, scary than what you know. So this can be the trap where we get stuck with not wanting to make change because it's like, oh, well, I'll just keep doing this because it may not feel great, but it's it's kind of good enough. But, you know, deep down inside, there comes a time where you know that, you know, the path that you're on isn't the right path for you. You know, you feel it in your body. For me, mm. when, you know, that stuff was coming up when I was younger, it, it, it was having a physical manifestation in my body. Like I was literally sick all the time and I had cold sores all the time and I became so tense and tight in my body that my jaw became dislocated because the, I was holding so much tension. And that was when I kind of, I went through and I was always pushing, 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 like keep going, keep going. And, 
you know, the body was breaking down. It was, it was trying to say to me, Hey, we need to change something here. We need to look at our patterns, our habits, you know, what are we doing? And, uh, you know, it's hard to have a good internal look and accept the mess that you've created sometimes because, you know, this is a hard pill to swallow, but a lot of the time this stuff that we're going through is we're creating it ourselves through the stories in our mind. Um, mm. And once we accept the mess that we're in, it's from that place that we can start to make change. There's no point kind of ignoring what's here and trying mm. to get somewhere else. We need to accept where we are first. Yeah. And with that comes this, you know, this deep sense of forgiveness as well. Like, Mm. oh wow like okay I'm here this feels shit I feel it in my body I feel it in my stomach I feel it in my throat my muscles are sore I've got headaches you know I'm drinking loads like you've got to come to a place you know if if we want to understand yourself we need self-awareness we need to look within like what the hell is going on inside not just outside Mm. you know relationships and all of that are you know they're a fold on from what's happening internally so first and Mm. foremost you've always got to take the awareness back in and that can be hard. It can be hard to sit with the shit that we've created for ourselves and acknowledge that, yes, we've made mistakes. Yes, we've stuffed up at times. But in this present moment right here, right now, is where the change can occur. We can't change the past, but we can change how we move forward in life. And acceptance mm-hmm. really is that first point of call. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like you say, the body is sending us signals all the time to say, hey, we've got to change something up here. This isn't working. But how often do we? ignore it particularly in in the sense of drinking you know waking up at 2 a.m in the morning sweating heart racing you know the then our mind is trying to match what our body's feeling so then we start the shame and the fear and the regret and we feel sick our mouth is dry our head is pounding it's like how many fucking signs do you need for for us to change here and we're still get up the next day because we're so, you know, for all of our reasons, and I'm not saying that fucking hell, I did that for decades and not listening to my body, not listening to the signals it was trying to send me to say, you're a fucking mess girl. You are a mess. Change something, do something different, you know, and it's recognizing that, you know, understanding that my body is sending me signals all the time, but am I listening? Yeah. Most of us aren't listening. Most yeah. of us, like as we said, it's it's more comfortable to be with the pain and the discomfort because if we're listening, it means we have to get quiet, we have to get still. And sometimes the stillness is hard to be with because we don't like the feeling within ourselves. We don't like what it feels like when we're still. You know, how often do you see just even now in society, people are so distracted, just constantly distracting themselves from themselves because they don't like how it feels to be with themselves. How mm. sad is that? You know, that's Mm. why I do the work that I do because I just feel and see so much pain and suffering in people. And for me, it's just like it's only because we simply haven't been taught how the mind works. You know, if we were taught this stuff in school to understand our nervous system, how as a human being that suffering and pain, you know, is part of our human experience. But, you know, continual suffering is optional, but we're never taught how we're suffering, why we're suffering and how to, you know, ease the suffering for ourselves. It just becomes, you know, this experience of life. We take in all this shit, these experiences, Mm. good, bad, hard, whatever, and we don't know how to process them out of the system. So what happens is they become stuck in the system and this becomes this weight, this tension, this heaviness, this, you know, then it manifests into this, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't feel good about myself. I hate Mm. myself. You know, that was the story for me. It was really 
I hate myself. I felt so uncomfortable in my body. It was unbearable, let alone going out in public and having to be with people. So then, of course, I would drink more. I would take more drugs just so I could be comfortable in that situation. And then, of course, you'd wake up in the next morning and you'd just be like, what the hell? Why did I do that? Because I'd feel a thousand times worse than, than I felt. And then that compounded the anxiety and depression that I was in. And it becomes, you become stuck in this vicious cycle. And it's where you're getting the signals again, aren't you? It's like with the body, the anxiety and all that stuff is the... And it just is a cycle and it just triggers one after the other. So Mm -hmm. this is why, you know, breath work or meditation creates that pause. And in that pause, we get to reflect on how am I truly feeling? Like, Mm. are these habits serving me? Are these thought Mm. patterns serving me? Is there something more? Because it's not just like, oh, I'm an unlucky person and I... I just feel shit, so I drink. It's it's not that. There's so much more, you know. We're such an uh, intelligent system. It's just we don't know how to run our operating system. We're running this old operating system, and it's you know sometimes it's time for an update. You know, you, your computer only lasts a few years, and it needs a reboot or an update. It's the body's the same. You know, don't think that we're stuck in this way of living. I think so many people just think, oh, this is this is it. You know, this is just me. No, it's not. Now, neuro, you know, the studies have um, completely gone for a little minute. Um, but, yeah, so much work around neuroplasticity and the way that the brain rewires itself. It's like Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza. Thank you very much. That's exactly who I was looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there's so much work in this field now scientifically proving that we can rewire the brain and we can mm-hmm. clear out these patterns and recreate the life that we want to live. We're not stuck mm-hmm. where we are. But, yeah. you know, self-acceptance, forgiveness is huge. And just allowing ourselves to be with what is. And then from that place, like, how do I want to move forward? You know, and it's slow Mm. steps, as you know, one foot Mm. after the other. Yeah. I think when people are in that phase of, you know, you've got that kind of part tugging on you. It's like literally the fear and the cheerleader, right? There's that part of you that's kind of tugging on you saying, come on, you can do better. Mm. You, You can do better with life. You don't have to wake up feeling like this all the time. And then there's the other part that's trying to keep you stuck there, the fear that's keeping you there. And it's kind of, I guess we lean towards that for a while because it's so scary to change. It's like the thought of change sometimes is terrifying, even though it feels so bad to wake up hating yourself and to have the the shame and the fear and the anxiety. But eventually, I guess we all finally get to a place where whether it's tomorrow or whether it's a year of you know or 10 years down the track eventually we get to the place where we're like something has to change I cannot keep doing this my body is sending me the signals that I haven't been listening you know and just getting to that place of all right come on we've got to do something different here and then I think that happens but then the next problem for some people is then allowing the change to take place you know, allowing, like I hear this quite a bit sometimes, particularly someone at the start of their sobriety journey might be, I know I've got to change and blah, 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 but I'm fucking bored. I'm bored on the weekend because I didn't get shit-faced on the weekend and I don't know how to do a weekend without being shit-faced, mm-hmm. which is real. I remember feeling like that too, but I think there has to be that allowing, allowing to show up differently yeah. and allowing to let yourself to be a little bit bored and just doing life differently and so what would you say to that when it's like when you're fighting against the change and then you kind of see it but then you don't allow it and then you go and shit on yourself again because you're self-sabotaging because you just can't handle it you know that's so huge there's so many layers to it you know 
it's like you know the first bit is like how much do we really want to suffer like that's why some people just keep doing it and doing you know it's like they haven't had enough suffering you know to to want to make that change but sometimes Mm. it takes as you've probably seen you know with the people you work with sometimes it takes something pretty massive to happen like an accident or they do something that's so shameful embarrassing that they go right I can never do that again it's just like you know there is all these little signposts along the way that it's time to stop but you know unfortunately some people just wait they almost need to be clobbered over the head with a you know 4b2 just to finally wake the hell up that the behaviors the patterns the habits aren't serving them so when you get to that place there obviously there's a lot of resistance because you're moving out of the known into the unknown Mm. so in that process it's the that's where the resistance is coming up that's where the challenge is coming up but you know I think just deep down that you've got to tap into this part of yourself this 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 trust for yourself you know Mm. that you're on the right path and and change takes time Mm. it takes time and it takes commitment to yourself and one of the things I used to do was like Mm. write down like how is it how do I really want to show up and then I would write down you know I want to be exercising I want to be feeling good I want to be meditating every day and then I just kind of make sure my actions are aligning each day with that behavior so that was kind of the first steps for me it was just like get clear like what is it that you really want I think that's a step that a lot of people miss too is it's like you need to know what you want if you want to go somewhere like you, you need a map so get clear on you know how do you want to show in the world what kind of human do you want to be so yeah. to know who we are, we need to know who we're not first. So if those other behaviours aren't in line, you know, we're very clear. It's okay, I want to be this kind of person, a compassionate person, a caring person. Okay, so what does that look like? And then you just reflect on that each day. Am I in alignment? Am I in alignment? You know? Um, yeah, and also you you hit the nail on the head too because a lot of this journey is about thinking it can't just be about oh, I've got to give up alcohol. It's got to be, there's got to be a vision. You have to create the vision for yourself. Yeah, seeing seeing where you want to go. And that was the big thing for me when I quit and talked about it a lot on here. But knowing who I wanted to be or getting a sense of who I wanted to be then allowed me the ability, I guess, the the change to happen because it was a stark, stark difference to who I had been. So you really do have to mm-hmm. kind of, you have to have an idea so you know where you're going. that's exactly what you said journaling Um, is like a huge part of the process I think is just like you know tapping in how do I feel in my body today you know I feel crap I feel how do I want to feel and you're right yeah it's like I've been waking up yeah waking up with shame and anxiety or feeling sick okay so and this is for you guys listening okay how do you want to feel then so how do you want to wake up feeling tomorrow Perhaps, you know, if you're thinking about having a drink now, well, how do you wa- how do you want to wake up for the next six weeks, say, for example, and what do I need to do less of to get there? And what do I need to do more of to get there to wherever that one, you know, however I want to be and how do I want to show up in this world? Even that just, even that little simple bit there, just how do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning mm. and how do I do that? I mean, and how do I want to show up for the people in my life as well too? You know, I'm a mum, mm. I've got three kids there was nothing worse than waking up and just feeling crap. You know, even I still can't stand that now. And for me, it's not even been drinking too much. It's like if I've had a, a bad night's sleep and my aura ring tells me I'm around 80 instead of in the 90s, I'm like, damn it. You know, like it's <laughs> it's a constant refinement, you know, and there's always, you know, for me, it's like how do I want to show up? How do I want to be the best version of myself in life? You know, I'm not here to dick around. I'm not here to just 
mm-hmm. you know, swim on the surface. There's so much more to life. And it's just, it's really about showing up for yourself. You know, like no one's going to do this for you. No one's going to do the work for you. So mm-hmm. self-responsibility, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard one. Sometimes it's much easier to blame the world, you know, but mm-hmm. to take full responsibility, it's like, okay, yep, I've stuffed up, but how do I want to move forward? I'm the one that can make the change. So getting absolutely clear on that, what does that look like for you and how are you going to achieve it? And for me, it's like, so in the morning, it's like up at six, it's breath work, it's meditation, then it's, you know, physical activity. And then I swim in the ocean and then I journal with my coffee. It's just like, you have to have a routine because we all have routines, you know, whether they're good or bad. So if you're unconsciously got a routine of coming home and drinking, which I used to do exactly the same thing, baby on the hip, home from work, scull a glass of wine. That was my unconscious routine. As soon as I got home at five, that was just how I rolled into the evening. But now, you know, when we become more self-aware, we get to consciously choose, okay, how do I want to create what I'm after? So for me, clarity of mind, peace of heart is, you know, they're my focus points. They're my priority of how I want to be. So it's like, how do I achieve that? Okay, well, these are the steps that I need to do daily to stay on track. Mm-hmm. And I notice if I let one day slide, you know, I feel it. I feel like I've just, I feel like I haven't had a shower. <laughs> That's what it feels like for me. There's, there's a little sense of fogginess, you know, the breath work for me just clears everything out. It's such a good way, you know, if you're in business or, you know, in relationships, it just clears that energy out of the way. So when you show up, you're there hundred percent, there's no mm. kind of fog, there's no haziness. It's, and the communication's clear, you're clear, you're more focused, you're more inspired, you're more creative, like all this mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. just naturally starts to flow. You don't yeah. have to do anything. You just got to do, you know, commit to yourself, commit to a simple practice, and then you're on your way. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, because I know some people might be listening going, fuck, like I could barely get myself out of bed in the morning, let alone do meditation and breath work and journaling and swim in the ocean and go for a run. And da, da, da. Like for some people, that's just not accessible. Yeah. But like you say, even if it's just super simple, even if it's just getting on the ground and doing a little bit of, like I'll say to someone, do a bit of cat cow, the cat cow pose. You can Google that get into child's pose, take a few breaths. Yeah. Just breathe. Honestly, three things you're grateful for. And that's a start. Like that is a start. And that's allowing some change to take place because it's different to how it might've been yesterday when you wake up hating yourself and telling yourself you're a loser and I've done it again and blah, blah, blah. So try something different, try something new and allow the change to take place. And then, you know, in a week's time, you might add a jump in the ocean. You might add a bit more and allowing that change to happen and it keeps building on itself. So just being so gentle with yourself, but definitely showing up. So allowing that change to happen and get there, you know, get there, do it, you know, don't, don't fuck around with it because we've been there, you know, and like we say, the body has been sending you these signals to say, we've got to do something else. And if we don't change it, we'll get fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. The body, it it breaks down a hundred percent. You know, if we're not Mm -hmm. sort of listening to the body, if we're not moving this energy through the body too. So everything's energy, right? So like you're feeling Mm. sluggish and you're feeling crap because your energy is dense and heavy. There's, you know, there's weight in the body. You can feel it physically. Mm. You can feel Mm. weight on your shoulders, on your, you know, forehead. Mm. Um, So that's why, you know, we talk about just a simple start, you know, just even like connecting with your breath, because the breath will be Mm. the thing that takes you beyond the noise in the mind and brings you back into the body. So you can actually feel into yourself, like connect back 
into your centre. So it gets you out of the noise and the stories of the mind because, you know, sometimes the mind will just be like, oh, no, we're not doing that. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like it. You know, how, how often do you hear that? I don't feel like it. I can't, even me this morning before training, it's just like, oh, I don't feel like it today. But, mm. you know, I just, just I say, yep, great, thanks. I'm glad you don't feel like it, but we're doing it anyway. So, yeah. and then as soon as I did, I was just like, yes, I feel so much better and I feel good you know, just not in my body, but in my mind. And then I've just like my energy for the day is just shifted. But if you just fall into that, oh, I can't be bothered. It's all too hard. You know, you're giving up on yourself, you know, give yourself more credit. We we really are more powerful and intelligent than we realize. So, you know, in this process, just getting out of the head, connecting back into the body, land into the wisdom of the body. And then from there, you, you know, you hear these subtle calls, these subtle you know, whispers of, you know, it's time to make change or let's not do that, let's do this or, you know, and you've just got to start to pay attention to that. Yeah, absolutely. And that um, I know I fought that I knew that I needed to change for a long time because my body was sending me the signals probably since I was 14 years old and I woke up with my first hangover, didn't listen, didn't get the memo, kept going. (laughs) And then, you know, that goes on for decades and decades. And I, I guess we keep thinking that it's going to become manageable. It's going to get better. Like life will get better, even though I'm just going to show up and do the same old shit that I've done before. Oh, hang on. I might try and add some soda water and see if that helps. Well, it doesn't because <laughs> it just keeps going. And I guess for people, it's like, and I see this a lot with people like, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not ready to change yet. I want to change, but I'm not ready yet, you know, and they're just not accepting. They're fighting they're fighting the reality of what the body and the universe is trying to tell them. And I know, cause I've been there and I'm sure you were there as well, Sam, where you, you fight it, you keep thinking, no, I've got this, I've got this, I know I'm going to get this, but we don't. And mainly because we keep doing what we've always done. So we get yeah. what we've always got. You're getting the same results over and over. And, you yeah. know, I was just going to say about that change, you know, like when this change starts to happen, things start to change externally too. You know, I noticed with mm. me, not wanting to hang out with same friends or same situations. Like I became, um, I, be- I became a lot quieter myself, you know, when I started going through this process because I just realised if I went to that party or that situation, then I'd get caught up in the same thing and the same thing would play out. So that was a little bit of a hard sticky point too because it's like, well, who am I going to be if I'm not the, the crazy party girl? Um, you know, who am I? And that was a bit of a scary point as well. It's just like, oh, okay. I was like dabbling my toe into, like, can I be someone else? But, and then, you know, you get fearful of people sort of judging you, changing as well, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I think for me, it's just, you've just got to trust your heart when you know, you know. And if you know that it's time, it's time. Oh, that's good. When you know, you know, and when it's time, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. When did you know for you, what was the body sending you? So for, uh, what was the body telling you? What was the universe telling you that and showing you the signs that you needed to change? Sickness was one of them. Mm. Um, the, I was just unable to be with myself, as I was saying before. The, the pain of myself was so intense. I just hated myself so much. And I was like, I really believed there was something actually wrong with me at that time. I thought, oh, I'm just a bad, bad egg. There must have just been something wrong in the birthing process of me into this lifetime that something went wrong and I'm just a bad one. Um, that's the kind of space I got to. Um, and then it just, 
it would, my trauma just ends up bubbling out, which is what does happen with people. You either really suppress it so far down, it becomes repressed and depressed into the system, or it can actually come up and out. That comes out in anger, frustration, rage, and ends up getting thrown on everyone around us. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, this happened kind of when I was 18, 19, and it just, it came out, like out. I couldn't hold it down anymore. It just literally... So I'd be sort of walking around calling everyone a fucking idiot and the hate of the world. And, you know, I was really, really, really angry. And I just realized, I was like, surely this isn't the way that we live. Like I just was new. Something's not right. Like something is not right. And, you know, I went down the road of, you know, lots of different therapists and things. And I was so lucky. I just had this, this divine message come in. You know, I remember being a psychologist and being told to take medication and not that this is medication's not good or bad for, you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong for anyone, but for me in that moment, it became very clear that meditation was what I needed to take on. And I was 18 or 19 at the time. And I was thinking, oh, okay, what does that even mean? So I started that path of meditation because I just, the pain and the discomfort in myself was just, I couldn't live like that anymore. And I knew I couldn't live like that anymore. Um, mm. so, you know, the pain became unbearable and that was my pivotal point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, at that age, I was still very young. I was, you know, trying to meditate. I was going and seeing all the Tibetan teachers when they would come out. I didn't know what I was listening to, but I was just being guided. There was something in my heart that was pulling me towards, you know, the Dalai Lama or Sokhu Rupeshe, whoever was coming out at that time. I knew I had to be around them. So that was kind of the start of my path. And, you know, I still went in and out of party craziness in my 20s um but again it was just that feeling of hating myself I was just like I knew it wasn't the real me underneath so I I've dedicated like 27 years to trying to figure out how do we rid ourselves of that feeling because I know Mm. it's not our natural state it's not what we're born with yeah Um, we're meant to feel flow and I think that's how you can recognize too that you that perhaps change needs to happen because when we're in flow and when everything's going well and we're just the body feels good the mind feels good the spirit feels good we know we're kind of on the right path but when we're getting signals from all those different places when you're feeling depressed anxiety you know that's the emotional part saying "Mm mm-mm and the body, like I said, you know, if you're feeling hungover and shaky and shit all the time, if you've got fear and anxiety, that's a, something's wrong. Something yeah. is wrong and you need to change. If your spirit is feeling not connected to its higher source, if you're not being able to look out and see the beauty of what's outside and around you, you know, if you're not connecting to nature, something's wrong. Yeah. Something is wrong. Yeah. yeah. We need and, out you of know, alignment. Yeah. I even see this, um, you know, with one of my kids recently, he was, was deeply on a spiritual path when he was 17, 16, 17, he, you know, got into his yoga teacher training and then teenage years kicked in and drinking and all of that's going on at the moment, which is part of the experience, no judgment. Um, but what I can see with him is totally out of alignment. So what's happening is like this year, five broken surfboards so far, a broken car, lost of license. So when you're out of alignment, it's just like accident after accident or something again is trying to show you like, hey, this isn't the way. And it's, you know, at the start, he just fight it and say, oh, it's it's just another surf broken surfboard. It's not got nothing to do with me. And I'm like, really funny that it just keeps happening time after time. It's just like you're not paying attention. 
So if you're having attention. accidents or things are happening, you know, something's trying to get your attention to say, hey, you're not in alignment. Because as you said, when you're in alignment, you're in flow, you're in the flow of life. And everything, mm. it's not to say you don't still, you know, things happen that might not be what you expect or situations arise that you need to deal with. That still happens, but you are able to deal with them with so much more grace and so much, you know, more stability and calmness. It's not this erratic, chaotic, like whirlwind that you're in. Like that's mm. another sign that if life is feeling chaotic and out of control, you're not in alignment. Yeah. And if you if you feel like you need to drink, if you feel like you need something else other than what is your reality right now, something's wrong and something yeah. needs to be changed. I think it was Michael Singer most likely because I'm just so hardcore binging on him at the moment. But he said that a need, having needing anything is a sign something's wrong. Yeah. So whether that's a drink or extra food or, you know, a need, like I need a new kitchen, I need this, I need that, I need more stuff. Yeah, because that's just saying wrong. that I'm not enough as I am. Yeah, exactly. There's something so, missing. Yeah. So it's a, you know, it really is the drink is an absolute sign as like, why can I not be with myself? And most of that just comes back to, you know, shame and blame, regret, um, trauma, pain in the system that hasn't been processed. You know, when a painful experience happens in life, we tend to just squash it down because we don't like the way it feels, but everything is energy. So the, the way to move through that is to let, you know, the feelings come up of the hurt or the pain and just be with it. Ah, oh, okay, there I see pain. Yeah, I feel pain in my body. This is really hard. But be with it and allow it to move through as opposed to stuff it down and like, oh, I don't want to feel this anymore. Quick, grab another drink. It's like you have to learn to be with what is. And what naturally happens is that emotion completes its cycle and it just moves out and it lifts and it leaves. Nothing ever stays the same. But we get in this fear state of like, I don't want to feel like this. I, I don't, you know, what can I do to make myself not feel what I'm feeling? So, you know, it's so easy to reach for drugs or alcohol or whatever it may be. And all you're doing then is just trapping that same feeling in the system. And then the next day just comes back up again and the trigger comes and you drink again. So really, you know, the deeper process of this journey is to get to the root of why you're feeling the way that you do. You know, it's not just a superficial surface layer. I like red wine or, you know, it's not that. It's there's something deeper that's making you want to avoid yourself. So are you really, you know, are you ready to look at that? Mm, Absolutely. And if we don't see the signs, they're just going to keep coming back. They're going to keep mm. coming back and knocking on the door and saying, hello. And like, they'll just keep getting louder and louder and more painful until you pay attention. And the hangovers get bigger and bigger. <laughs> Don't you think it's something as you get older too? You just actually, I think it's, a you know, the, the aging body says to you too, it's time to stop because we can't, we can't process this like we used to. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I noticed with myself too, is just like, oh, even like, one glass of wine, I could just feel it hit the system, my energy drop, and I was like, whoa, mm. didn't used to feel like that. Um, so, yeah, you get as we kind of, you know, get on this journey, we start to just refine everything because, you know, we all want to feel good deep down. You know, our nature is to feel mm. and experience love, joy, and happiness. And um, love, joy, and happiness as opposed to regret, shame, and anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the difference here, you know. That really, truly is the difference. 
when we're drinking and we're out of control with it and when it, our life has become unmanageable with it. And it's not just that your life has become unmanageable. It doesn't have to be that you're at rock bottom and that you can't get through a day without a vodka. It can just be that, you know, I'm fucking myself up and it's a shit show on the weekend, you know, and I'm hating myself the next day. I mean, that's a sign maybe it's time that something needs to change. If you're waking up feeling that discomfort, that unease within yourself that we spoke about, Mm. I think that's the sign, isn't it, that something's got to change because you're not in flow anymore. Yeah, there's something blocking you. That's all it is. And it's mm. it's not that there's something wrong or you're broken or you, mm-hmm. you're unfixable. It's not that at all. You know, I did believe that for a while because I just, I thought that's just who I was, like this dark, mm. heavy being. And, you know, I feel like if I can get through that, I'm like other people can too. It's, you know, you just need to understand what's happening internally that any heaviness, weight and tension is just purely stress, trauma or tension stored in the body and you can move that through. Mm-hmm. so you really want to just you know first as we said like get clear about how you want to feel and then what are the steps that you need to take to move in that direction yeah yeah you don't need to wake up feeling like that anymore you know and surrendering to the fact that okay you know I'm surrendering here I'm giving it up and I'm you know I'm giving it back <laughs> I'm taking this off me now I'm taking this burden off me and surrendering to the the fact that this is a shit show yeah and And I don't want this when you open up to the beauty of life like it just becomes so much more rewarding there's so much more like I think that's thing for me it's like there's there's so much more magic there's so much more beauty there's so much more potential more creativity it's just like we don't have to be stuck in this rut it's just like Mm. if we can tap into this feeling that we are so much more than we're led to believe we have so much more to offer each one of us has this gift and it's like have I truly tapped into the gifts that I have of this time you know Mm. it's really empowering because then you start to live with purpose as well it becomes not just about you it's about what do you have to bring to the world what do you have to bring to your family you know Mm. so we, we take it off this selfish kind of need and want and and feeling and we make it more about everyone else around us you know and and that helps to shift the the change as well because yeah that was one of the things for me with my kids I I I I didn't want to be a certain kind of mom I didn't want to be the mom that was drunk every night and I I didn't want to be the mom that was in the kitchen drinking wine every night you know I didn't want them to see that and I just knew that wasn't the best version of me I knew I could give them something so much better and um so that was a really that was a big you know, turning point for me too was just like, whoa, what am I passing on to my kids? Because with that would come, you know, my frustration or my anger or my short temperedness or my yelling at them to get to bed or something like that. So yeah, when you kind of see it from that angle too, it's just like, no, they deserve more. You know, the people around us deserve more of us because we are more like stop Mm -hmm. playing small and give Mm -hmm. life our all. You know, we've only got this short span of lifetime. It's just flying by at the moment. Mm Um, and it's just like, you know, this isn't all there is, there's something so much more. And it's just like, it's time to step up, you know, it's time to step into life and just, you know, open your eyes to the magic. Cause it's all around us all the time. Yeah. Oh God. So well said. Um, absolutely. And so I think, uh, you know, for anyone that's listening, just tune in, you know, tuning into the body, even if you've been sober for some time and it's not alcohol that needs to change. Is there anything else that needs to change? If I've got blockages, like you say, Sam, if you're feeling into your body and something doesn't feel right, if I'm 
getting angry really quickly, if I'm road raging, if my body has got inflammation, you know, something's wrong and something needs to change. So just, I guess it's tuning into the body and tuning into what's going on around us. Are we being sent the signals? Are we listening that it's time to change? Because you don't want to look back and then, you know, you've got sick (laughs) or, you know, something's happened, you know, that you can't reverse. I had this great conversation. No, don't wait till then. I had this great conversation with one of the people in the current challenge group. Oh my God, I love her. And she rang me. She just said, oh, have you got time for a quick chat? And I said, yeah. The day before she'd found out that one of her close friends had died of cancer and that the friend had been battling it for some time. And she decided, she's like, all right, I'm going to do what you bang on about, Danny, <laughs> and I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to sit and let the emotion like do its cycle, do its thing. And so she ended up putting on some Michael Singer and she got out into the garden and did some mulching and, um, you know, was with it, was actually let the sadness be there, didn't make it wrong, yeah. you know. So she actually went through the whole range of emotions that needed to be felt. Like if sadness shows up, sadness needs to express itself. It doesn't need to be pushed down and suppressed. And it was so great. So when I talked to her yesterday, she's like, holy shit, this stuff actually works. <laughs> she's like I you know she's not jumping for joy of course because her friends passed away and that is sad but before she would have got completely smashed most likely I'm just saying that but she sort of said that she would have drunk her way through it before um, as many of us have when we've when we're grieving rather than Mm -hmm. to just let it express itself and do its normal cycle Um, and you know she would have woken up feeling a hell of a lot different and still with that sadness pushed down and stuck inside her so not allowing that to to be and it's part of that again that allowing allowing change to happen and allowing she could have gone back to the old pattern because that would have sucked like to find that out and it would have been hard and sad and no one wants to feel that so she could have easily gone for the drink and tried to push that down but it's still there isn't it the next day sam like it's still there when we wake up it's waiting for us only now we've got a hangover on top of it yeah and so this is, you know, it's time to, so she accepted that it's time to change and do something differently. And yeah. And that just little yeah. step in itself is so empowering. So it's those yeah. little moments yeah. that we make those little changes that all of a sudden we start to re-empower ourselves. We start to remember, you know, mm-hmm. the truth of who we are, the power that we've got. And it's, and it's like that strength just keeps building and building and building. So it's just be aware, pay attention to those little moments. And that's why, you know, we can talk about this, but you really need a, a technique or a practice to go side by side with it because, you know, the, the breath work and the meditation bring you back into the body so you can feel, you know, you need to be in that place so we can feel what's going on. And as you said, like, you know, the human experience has such a range of emotions. They're not good or bad. It's just, it's called being a human and we're meant to feel. It's okay to feel Um, whether it's hard and painful or joyous and and blissful. You know, we're not meant to hold on to any of those feelings. It's just like, let them come and let them go and just be in this flow state of life. Mm. Um, And then just really, you know, acknowledge your little wins as well along the way as you embrace and accept this change it's just like you know give yourself a little pat on the back as well it's just like as your eyes start to open you see more you feel more it's such a beautiful way to live yeah absolutely Uh, and you said it so well that the feelings are there to be felt they're not there to be pushed away they are 100 percent. i guarantee you 
They're not there to be pushed away. They're there to be felt. They're trying to tell you something. You know, if you're sad, if sadness is showing up, there's a reason, yeah. you know, and, and just be with that. And it's part of life. It means you love someone deeply or you had, mm-hmm. you know, you had something, you know, so those emotions, you know, the mind just class them as good or bad. They're, they're not bad. It's just, it just means you're being a human, you're feeling. And mm-hmm. that's what I said before. It's, it's okay to feel. Yeah. And it's feel okay. it all. Yeah. It's just all okay. Like if you're feeling stressed, then, you know, listen into the body again. What's the body trying to tell you? The body's trying to say, I, I need a change or I need to do something differently or I need to relax, you know, but I don't need to push it down with more of the same of what I've been doing, you know. Yeah. It's trying yeah. to tell you something. Create so, new habits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, that was amazing. Thank you. I really love that deep dive into accepting, you know, accepting change, accepting yeah. and allowing change. Yeah, accept, allow, change. and then embrace, you know, embrace mm. it, embrace this new way of being. Mm-hmm. yeah because it doesn't make sense to to finally accept but then go no nah. <laughs> <laughs> although i've been there before i've gone yep 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 yeah nah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah nah. accept, accept it but not that's yeah. what i mean embrace and embrace is like you know come at it with an open heart like just keep heart open and just step forward with this courage you know courage is yeah. the um you know there's an amazing uh, author called david hawkins who speaks a lot on the levels of consciousness and he says courage is the the tipping point once we get courage we start to move to these higher level emotions of you know love and um everything else but you know if we're below courage that's where fear anxiety uh, shame and everything leaps. so once we get to the level of courage that's when we get this catapult into these higher levels of um, being and feeling so so be mm. courageous in your journey and uh, you know really step up and step into who you are like don't let the world dictate to you all those past patterns conditionings behavior don't let that dictate your future you know own yourself and just step into your power it's just like and then when you do it do it you see friends around you are like whoa what are you doing like you look amazing you feel amazing you sound amazing oh, I'm going to do that too and it's like you all of a sudden be the one that gives everyone else permission to make these changes well and that's where the beauty is you know that's how mm. we create real change in the world it's like be the example yes be the example and um, just say yes say yes go with it like you say embrace it embrace the change because yeah. <laughs> you know it makes it makes all the difference and it gets us to where we need to be not yeah. stuck back in the old shit show back there no way yeah. life is evolution you know you've run that game you've played that game for long enough how well has it served you what has it added to your life what has it subtracted and then from that point mm. go forward you'll see it's time to mm-hmm. let go mm. hey and just one more question where would you be now if you hadn't have accepted that you needed to change oh that's a deep one i know mm. where i'd be not here (laughs) Mm, true yeah I think turning point for me was you know gulping down a packet of uh, medicine at some stage and I was Mm. ready to couldn't deal anymore it was it was I was ready to go bye bye. so you know I I didn't have kids at that stage but um yeah that's where it got to and Mm. I'm just so grateful so 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 grateful that I that inner voice, that deeper voice, not the the noisy, nattery critic in my mind. There was something deeper in me that just knew I had to meditate. And I'm just, if I didn't, that was like my my lifeline. If I didn't tap into that at the time when I did, I, I wouldn't be here. So 
don't let it get to that stage. You know, if there's any inkling in you that doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel right, or something feels challenging, it change, change. You are in control. You're in the driver's seat of this life experience that you have and own that, you know, mm. learn how to drive your vehicle and drive it well. Mm. <laughs> Enjoy the journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, for one, am very glad that, that you accepted change. And so, uh, you know, all the all the people that you work with, um, every one of us are just so glad that you accepted change because you've, you know, you've given us the gift of change as well in the transformations that we experience going through your courses and just chatting with you. I'm just so lucky to call you a friend and I'm, I'm just, I feel so blessed. So, Yes, uh, thank you for accepting the change that had to happen in your life. Thank you. And I think that's just been that, you know, I know that it's my purpose. I actually had a vision, you know, in my 20s that this this pain, because, you know, this is the other interesting thing I'll say before we wrap up is just that, you know, we sometimes think that the experiences that we've had are just so horrendously horrible. And I, you know, I had some pretty horrendously horrible things happen to me, but now, I see it as my greatest gift because if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't be here sharing and helping people now. So it's shifting mm. your perspective yeah. on that as well. So, you know, turning your pain into your greatest teacher. And that's really mm. the journey that I've been on is like going through that experience as a child and, and shifting and shaping and then, you know, diving into this world of self-understanding to help others heal. And, you know, because we're all hurting and have stuff in us to to some degree there's all trauma to some degree inside all of us Mm -hmm. Um, but I really love sharing this work because I know that there's something more for all of us you know there's something so more magical we're just simply not showing the way absolutely Ash and I had that same conversation last night because we're talking about my nephew is in jail at the moment he's the you know he's been on drug ice addict and he's had a lot of trauma and he's got ADD and, and like a lot of people with ADD oftentimes they end up in addictions and ice and um, amphetamine seems to be the the way for self-medication anyway so he's ended up in a bit of a pickle and he's in jail now and he's been in there for a while and we're just talking about the hope I was talking to my sister about it last night that he's he is starting to transform and it's probably the best even though it seemed terrible at the time when he went to jail and the events leading up to it but it could just be the greatest gift that's ever happened to him and he's starting to see that now and to see that possibility of hope and that he might be able to help somebody else. And if he can help one other person and even our story, if our story can help one other person, then it's not wasted. So don't let any opportunity, any suffering go wasted, you know, use it to help others or to transform yourself. Um, Mm, Just see what the lesson was in that, you know, everything, all of life is always a lesson instead of like us blaming the world. It's just like, what did I have to learn here? Yes. Self-responsibility once again, like turn it back in. What is the lesson here? Yeah. 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 So powerful. Oh, thank you, Sam. So um, same time next week. See you back here next week. Sounds good. See you then. See you, mate. Bye. Bye.
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.